I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Spillin' TV the podcast. I'm Tyler, and on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the new Netflix series, Teenage Bounty Hunters. So, I recently, uh, as in like two hours before I started recording this, finished watching the show Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix, and I didn't even realize that it had just come out, um, so I started watching it last night, which was August 14th, which was also the same day it came out, I didn't even realize, because honestly, I had confused this show with the show Get Even, which I also saw, um, by accident, um, I thought Get Even was about the teenage bounty hunters and then it was about the uh high schooler vigilantes at the private school and where not america i think it was like um the somewhere in the uk so teenage bounty hunters is a show created by kathleen jordan who i believe um i looked this up this is her first um project that she created um we saw that she worked on another show called american princess that i don't know anything about as I was watching a show and like as I've finished it I just had a lot of thoughts and kind of feelings and I don't know if any of the things I'm gonna say are gonna be interesting or really hot takes or anything but I kind of just wanted to put my thoughts out there for no good reason um but I'm also gonna try to separate um try to talk about this without spoilers and then maybe into some a little later so that way I can give an adequate uh spoiler warning so the show Teenage Bounty Hunters is basically about what the title says. It's about teenage bounty hunters. Um, what the specifics are that these two teenage girls are twin sisters. They live in Atlanta and they live in this very rich, very Christian, very conservative household. Um, the two girls themselves don't hold those conservative views, but they are <clears throat> like devoutly Christian. And they go to this private school that also has a very uh, religious focus on Christianity, which honestly, I didn't realize was a thing. I don't, I didn't realize there were schools that like taught religion in them that, I don't know what's happening with my voice. I didn't realize there were schools that taught religion in them that weren't Catholic schools. So this was like something interesting for me to learn. Um, And the show kind of focuses on them doing this bounty hunting but it's like in secret and it also deals with well obviously it's going to deal with themes of religion very much so deals with themes of sexuality and um conservatism i don't know that's like not right but um it deals with like all these things that are foreign to me I don't, I don't know if foreign is the right word, but, like, I didn't grow up in the South. I didn't grow up in a religious household, and I didn't grow up in a rich house either. I grew up in the Midwest in an apartment with my mother and my grandmother. So, a bunch of this stuff isn't necessarily something that I was able to, like, connect to, but somehow the show still resonated with me, even though I have some internal battles about it, like, at its core, I think. But I don't really know. I'm gonna get into it. So... For starters, the series has um, these two twin teenagers. I don't even have a sibling, so like automatically I couldn't relate. And truly, they have these sisters have such an an an, an amazing bond. Like I've seen um, 
sisters or siblings portrayed on like television and I've seen them have bonds that are like strong and not so much but the I don't know their bond was just so great like um for for the most part I mean yeah their sisters so they're gonna have like tiffs and whatnot but like I don't know it just made me like sad a little uh for myself uh because I'm like I'm like you know alone and there is no one here and just seeing such a strong bond made me like miss my friends and like family again but that's beside the point um it was beautiful to see such a strong sister relationship these two sisters are played um so one's name is Blair played by Angelica Bet Fellini and I I'm just like pronouncing them how they phonetically look to me I didn't do the research of looking up how their names are pronounced, and so I'm sorry if I, you know, mess up. Um, and then the other sister, whose name is Sterling, which is a name that I actually really, I kind of like that name for a girl. Um, it's interesting. Uh, and then she's played by Maddie Phillips, and then this other main character, his name is Bowser. And he was the one that I was like, I know this man from somewhere. And it's true. Um, he's played by Kadeem Hardison. And I knew him as Dwayne from A Different World. So that was like a fun thing to see. And um, he basically ends up taking these two girls under his wing um, to be their like bounty hunting mentor. Um, that all happens kind of quickly in the first episode so I don't really feel like I'm giving too much away there um my immediately immediately my immediate thing is that so I'm gonna be honest I don't know much about bounty hunting well I mean I know that you have to catch the people that like skip out after like posting like someone posts bail for them I need to really do some reading on like how bail works because I've like seen people have to get bailed out on like two different shows that recently like I saw some people have to get bailed out on Betty and I saw some people have to get bailed out in like P that well I saw someone have to get bailed out in P Valley and the way that it works I don't understand so I need to do some reading because it really didn't make a bunch of sense to me because it kind of looked like it happened in two different either way I know the bounty people pick up the people that have skipped out on the bill, which I don't entirely know what that means. I should not be, I shouldn't be doing this, but here I am anyway. Um, and so like my thing is that they deliver them to the um, police and like, mm, I don't love that, you know, <sighs> it's just like a lot. And so like that moral thing was kind of like looming over me the whole time. Cause I'm like, okay, I, <laughs> It's hard to separate the implication of what they're doing from, like, what's happening in, like, the real world, right? So, like, they're picking these people up that are, uh, they've committed crimes. Like, the, the, the things that they've listed, nah, those are crimes. Like, at least some of them are, like, some, some like, pretty bad ones. And so, it's like, yeah, they're picking up these people that have done these things and then, like, delivering them because they didn't appear to court or whatever. And they take them to the police. And I'm just like, um, I kind of hate that and I don't know what to do with it and it was it was like a battle of do I separate this thing and keep watching the show or do I just stop um and then like just just not consume the story and um I don't know because there wasn't too much like a uh, handing over to the police in the first episode it was more so a thing that happened later so it was kind of like they got me interested in where the story was going and then I didn't 
I didn't quit watching it. Um, I will say that there was very little actual involvement with the, um, like, actual authorities. And it was more so just this, like, whole bounty hunting thing. But I still felt weird about it. Um, and I will get into a specific later about why I had such specific feelings. Um, so there's that at its core. So I had this internal <laughs> struggle of do I keep watching this and do I not? And then like also it's in the South. So there are definitely racists. And it's like, you know that there are racists because they like, they don't, what I will give the show credit for, and I think maybe it's one of the things that I enjoyed about it and like made me want to keep watching is that they're not shying away from from the stuff like from like what what is what is known about like the south and like south culture and you know, southern racism you know basically like there is a scene in an early episode where they're talking about this men's parlor and the girls are talking to bowser and he's like um can you give me the dress and they're like sure but you won't be able to get in and then it's like a they're just staring each other down and then <laughs> blair who is the most um uh i don't i don't up front isn't it the most blunt that's what i want to say she's the most blunt she's like it's it's, they won't let you in because you're black basically um and then they have like a a a couple of jokes but like in a serious way about like racism and it's like you know it's bad so the show doesn't like shy away from the fact that racism is a real thing um it also doesn't pull any punches where gun culture is a real thing and it's not just a real thing in the south like gun culture is kind of like everywhere but um i personally have feelings about guns and i hate them um that's just me but i don't necessarily feel a way when i see them depicted on television like usually and i don't really know what that's about but like i wouldn't want one in my personal life i don't i don't want to go to a gun range i don't want to shoot them i just think that it's way too much there's way too much like power like in your hands right there and that terrifies me um so there's a bunch of guns in the show used responsibly though i guess like it's not just like willy-nilly gun use um but they also like talk about the nra a couple of times and it's like it's just a thing like there's hunting like it's a thing that happens and they show it just like they show the Christianity. They show them going to church. They show them at this private school. They show like high school being high school where there's gossip and like outrage and like the rumor mill. And they also tie in sexuality and all of that. And they don't paint it in a light where it's just bad necessarily. Um, Like they tackle sexuality and religion in a way that I haven't really seen done before um in the sense of like premarital sex and pretty much premarital sex um well and also sexuality in terms of like who you are sexually attracted to they deal with that in the show as well but those are things that I haven't seen tied so closely to religion like a lot of a lot of times I've seen it as like a one-off of like oh you know no sex before marriage or like oh I'm gonna go to hell because I I had sex before marriage and my life is over and or oh I had sex before marriage and now I am pregnant or I have some wild uh, STI you know like 
a lot of times there's so many consequences when there aren't, I mean, yes, there are very much consequences that come from like having sex with someone, but they're not always so, not every time are you going to get pregnant, not every time you're getting an STI, right? So they deal with sex in a safe and responsible way where these girls are allowed to experiment and exist and be like sexual beings and not face these like often life-shattering consequences yes there are consequences but not in the way that not just for like dramatics and like condemning you and pushing some abstinence um messaging which can often be the case sometimes that I've seen displayed so that is something that I liked about this show and just not something I've seen before. It's like media can be so, media is such an important tool for like messaging and awareness that when you leave stories out, you are left with one narrative and you just, that's how the stereotypes happen. You're just like, well, everything I ever saw was this one thing. So it must just be this one thing. And that's not the case. Um, we're all dynamic people, all of our, we have all these complexities, and I mean, stereotypes are stereotypes, but not every person that's in a group is the same way. And this kind of, I don't know, it was just a nice depiction of that. Um, I don't even know, I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. <laughs> I wrote notes, but they're all over the place. I wrote bounty hunting, question mark. Oh, so I wrote down black writers because I wrote down black writers question mark and I did that because I was watching it um the cast is it's a it's a lot of white people I mean the two girls are white their parents are obviously white um a bunch of people at the school are white in the like in the in the world they live in are white they do live in a very rich neighborhood and that's not to say that black people can't be rich because they can and they also were in this show um but it made me, in this whole um, plot of this black man as this bill bondsman, you know, turning people in, made me wonder if there were people of color in the writer's room. And so, like, I did the best that I could to determine this. And um, the jury is still out. So there are two people that I think potentially are writers of color, specifically, that I think might be black. But if I'm being honest, I don't know. So I'm not going to name them and then be wrong. So... I can't really tell what the diversity is in the room. I know that the creator, Kathleen Jordan, said that there was diversity. I just don't know in terms of what, because you can be diverse in many different ways. So, um, right. So I talked about the points that I wanted to, to just kind of get out there. My moral dilemma with the bounty hunting. I talked about the race, religion, sexuality. I talked about guns. Um, so the short I don't know, short answer? There's no answer. There was no question. But in short, I do think that the show is worth watching. Um, if you're okay with the things that I said were uh, in it, I think it's worth watching. I think that it was interesting. I think that it was fun. I think it was funny. The show was actually really funny. Um, and I laughed out loud genuinely at multiple points. Um, and I know I just really appreciate when a show can do that. Um, it doesn't happen all the time. So I do think it's worth watching. Uh, if you haven't seen it, then I would stop listening now and go watch it or keep listening because you have no intent of watching it or you aren't actually listening and this is just playing 
or you don't care about spoilers, but I am now going to get into different plot points that I, that tie into the things that I was thinking and um, would be spoilers of the show. So starting that now. So I talked about how Blair and Sterling are twin sisters. Um, they're both 16. They're both devoutly Christian. And the show opens with both of them in separate, they're in cars separate from one another and they are um in short having different uh like sexual experiences um sterling is literally convincing her boyfriend that they should just sleep together right now and lose their virginities to one another and um she this was this was like a like a reversal from the norm uh subversion doesn't even sound right who cares i'm not gonna use big words if i don't really know what they mean um this was uh different than what's normally portrayed because this was sterling convincing her boyfriend that they should sleep together where normally it's always the other way around where he was like but god and then she's like she said some stuff about like being in love or whatever and then of course she had like protection and um she did convince him but it wasn't like manipulation that it wasn't that um They've been together for a while and I don't really know how long and whatever. It doesn't really matter, right? So, like, she's having this monumental moment and then Blair is in another car having a moment that isn't as monumental but still a sexual moment. And um, then they end, at some point they end up getting in the car together to go home and they're talking about this and they're, um, they're sharing with each other, which was one of the things that I loved about their relationship so much that they were so open with one another. Yes, there weren't many boundaries like at all. Yeah, they're twins, so maybe that's the thing. And I don't have siblings, so I don't necessarily understand the whole lack of boundaries when it comes to certain things. But it was just really nice to see and then like um Sterling tells Blair and Blair's like excited for her and all this other stuff and at no point did she think that, like, God was gonna, like, smite her or something. Does God smite people? I don't know. Uh, smite her or something for having premarital sex, right? She had reconciled that with herself and with her God and, like, her religion and made that make sense. So that was something that was refreshing to see. And I guess I'll just, like, do the whole thing about sexuality in this one go and then talk about something else. So also nice to see... Um, that these two, so these two teenage girls were very, they're smart and they're not smart. <laughs> um, like, they are smart in the way that they carry themselves and, like, retain knowledge and information, but then they're teenagers, so they make kind of poor choices. But they don't make poor choices that, like, ruin their lives or anything. Like, they didn't do anything reckless. But, like, they have sticky and, like, messy relationships and, like, Blair is like she's ready to she's decided that she's ready to have sex and she's like just gotta figure out the right person and then she has to figure out this thing with her current boyfriend and then she ends up getting a new boyfriend and like reconciling when like that relationship also ultimately um you know does what it does and then Sterling who has been with this guy for so long and then sleeps with him but then uh circumstances occur that make them have to like stop seeing each other and she ends up going and exploring her sexuality in other ways and like with other people and with like the same gender even and 
at no point did, even when she was, like, having feelings for um, another woman, did she ever, like, think something bad was going to happen to her because God was going to punish her or hate her. And then the other character of whom was interest, uh, who was of interest, whatever, she was like, I don't think that God's going to smite me for being a lesbian. I, um, God made me and all this other stuff. And it was just really nice to see that take on religion and sexuality and sexual expression. Um, it was refreshing in my opinion. So yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so that was the religion sexuality bit. Um, uh, as far as the bounty hunting and the race thing goes, there was a moment where one of the, the skips, the people that they have to pick up and take to quarter the police or whatever, she was chopping off heads of, of bad men. Um, conservatives cutting off of like the statues i'm i'm trying so hard to get words out that makes sense um she was like chopping off heads of like conservatives that have been up forever and shouldn't be up and uh they had to pick her pick her up but um when they brought this case up and this is like this is when i started to question who was in the room so Yolanda gives this like case to to Bowser the the one that's like you know the dude that's in charge or whatever Charles in charge and he he tells the girls um what her um like what her story is or whatever I don't know like what the details are and Blair is like I don't think that she's doing anything wrong I don't think we should pick her up you know we pick up bad people and she's not bad uh and then she's like asking Bowser like does he disagree with what she's doing and then he's like I have to separate whatever like I have to separate my feelings from this job and I don't know I'm just like I don't know like I was trying to figure I was like is that realistic I'm not in this position at all I I was yeah I think the statue should go because why are they up why are we um celebrating this legacy again I'm not from the south um and then that was like the thing Sterling said Sterling was like don't they know the south lost like why are why is this still a thing um and I guess it's complex but then in that same episode there was a scene later and um it was Blair and she was with a bunch of black people right and she was she was trying to sound smart uh because they were at college and she was trying to impress this boy and they were having these like educated conversations and she was trying to like you know fit in and you know be one with the crowd and she was like I agree with, I forgot the girl's name but I agree with what she's doing and I think that we all can agree with that and then they got mad because they're like we all because we're black we have to agree with the black person doing a thing and then she's like and I didn't take it that way uh I took it as she just meant that I think we can all agree that the confederates gotta go and um they had a conversation and they were like well I don't agree with it because someone said that um it's a reminder of of the past or something like you can't ignore where you came from and it's like oh I don't think I agree with that like no you can't ignore you came from but we didn't come that far like if 2020 or time or anything has showed us we haven't come that far from where we were so I don't think we need to have these reminders what's the point take them down put black people up why not it's time so I didn't really agree with that. And it was all these black people saying it. And so I was like, who was in the room writing this? And maybe, again, 
I don't speak for all black people. They don't speak for all black people. So, but I feel like it would have been nice to see black people on opposing sides. You know, some people supporting her and some people not. Um, but that just kind of boiled down to when I was really wondering who was in that writer's room and like look and telling these stories. Um, so that was like something I struggled with and was like, should I just quit now? And I was like, that was like episode three, I think. And I was like, by the end of this, if this shake out weird, I don't know if I'm gonna keep watching it. So I, I did keep watching it and, um, I still don't know where I land on it. Um, and they landed in the way that Bowser is just doing his job and trying to make his money. And I just don't know. Like, yes, you you gotta make money, you gotta get paid. But, like, that's not Bowser's only job. So, I feel like he really could have let that one go. But he did let her chop the head off of the statue, of the last statue, before he took her in. Um, But also, it was cool. (laughs) Cool. Um, She, there was method to her madness as in she was cutting the heads off the statues that were in front of schools because she's like you shouldn't have to look up to these people that like imprisoned us um you just shouldn't so I don't know because then it's like someone had to tell that story so then maybe there were I just don't know it was that was that was the hardest part of it to reconcile with myself as to whether to keep watching the show or not and I did keep watching it and I still think that it was worth watching and I do think that the story being told not not this statue chopping thing, but I think that overall the story of these two teenage bounty hunters being told was interesting and um, could really, I don't know, reach and resonate with a specific demographic. I don't know if it's me, but I did enjoy it. So maybe I'm the demographic, you know, who's to say? Um, so something else I wanted to point out, uh, the, there was a character, Luke. Luke was Sterling's boyfriend uh, in the beginning of the show. And he was played by a guy named Spencer House. So at least that's what I wrote down. So I hope that's right. And uh, I only pointed out because I watched Space Force, that other Netflix series with um, Steve Carell. And he was in there. And then I was like, hmm, I wonder how old this guy actually is. Because he was playing like an adult and now he's playing 16, which isn't abnormal. But then I was just curious. and I didn't look it up. So I, I guess I'm circling back to the sexuality thing. So when I spoke about um sterling's discovery of um who she's attracted to i left out the name of the character who was opposite her but i said there were spoilers so i might as well just say her name was april um played by devin hales i can't read my own handwriting so it's either hales or it's holes um let's go with hales and it was a story to see i kind of did i definitely saw something of the uh I saw something was going to shake out between them because it was kind of weird. They used to be best friends and then they were enemies and it was like, you gave me away. And I was like, I don't understand any of that. So something else, some, some, something is underlying here. And then it was, and then it was kind of sad and kind of tragic. And also April's dad like gets arrested. Uh, well, he get he got collected uh, um, by, by Blair and Sterling, like, very early on they catch this guy and he's done some some bad stuff like he beat women um and so they they took him and he was in jail and april this was a thing there's complexity and complex feelings because april did not agree with anything that he did she was like no all all that is bad but then 
like still internally she was sad because obviously well not obviously he didn't because he it could have been that way but he didn't beat her or like her mother it was a prostitute um and she's like that is horrible and he should be punished for like what he did and then she didn't like want to talk to him or anything but internally she definitely struggled because it was her father who wasn't that way with her and so she was dealing with that and like had this extra rage and I think she was already a little ragey to begin with like she kind of seems like a difficult person to be friends with and her friends are like her minions and there's always one you always in a teen drama there's always that one whose friends are really her minions and she doesn't treat them well and it's like uh whatever so that was April but then it's like you want to sympathize because you start to see her through Sterling's eyes when she liked her and that I don't know I don't know where I was going with that. Not even over there. But there, I, I had, I shouldn't have done this. I don't really have concrete thoughts about this. Like, I do, but I don't know how to express them properly. And I have no one to, like, keep me centered or keep me grounded. Um, But I had, like, hopes and fears about this show. And it was, like, my hopes were that it wouldn't be, you know, propaganda or trying to push a certain agenda. And I, I don't think that it was, um... At one point, they're like, we don't work with cops. But it's like, but you turn the people into them. So, mm, what's really happening here? And then it, and then at a point, you find out that Bowser himself used to be on the force. But then there's like a comedic reason for how he left it. And it wasn't because of anything concrete necessarily. Um, but I was hoping that it wouldn't be like a bunch of propaganda. And like trying to shape a narrative in a certain way. And... Um, I don't think that it, I don't think that it was that, like, I don't think that it set out to really tell anything other than the fact that, well, it was, well, it was funny, uh, <laughs> but it also depicted sexuality and religion with teenagers in a way that hadn't been done before, and I think that's something that should be seen, I don't, you know, the bounty hunter stuff was, like, the calamity and, like, the the jokiness of it all a little bit as well as the seriousness and then like scandal of it all um and if you ignore the fact that they have to take people it's hard to separate that but if you separate it then there's less guilt watching it so i don't know take that as you will but uh yeah so i think i'm pretty much done uh talking about this for now at least um again i think it was worth the watch if the things that I've said didn't deter you from wanting to watch it. Um, it was fun. It was interesting. There were a couple of twists in there that I didn't see coming. There were some that I did see and like some setups that I could see playing out, but then there were some legitimate, like I had, I did not see that coming, you know? Um, and I laughed. I almost cried, but I think that was more so because I'm, by myself <laughs> um but I like rooted for relationships and wanted to see things shake out in certain ways I was rooting for specific characters and like invested in these journeys and you know it's only been it literally just came out there's 10 episodes they are less than an hour um you know if you don't do the whole thing maybe just check out the first episode and see where you land on it um yeah, it's a good time. Some good quotes. Um, it, I think it's a good show. Um, 
I, yep, yep, I do. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I will, how, mm. so I guess maybe I'll, I'll highlight something else that I've been watching, but, um, I really, I just recorded another episode yesterday. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna release these ones. Maybe I'll put this one out first and then the other one. Um, so I don't really know what to, what to say because this was the first thing that I watched uh, since then because I definitely said that I finished watching Cougar, Cougar Town um, and I talked about that I'm watching New Girl. I did that in the other episode, but I'm still going to plug New Girl again. Um, still rewatching New Girl or I'm rewatching New Girl and I still think it's so funny. Um, I, was, I watch it before I go to bed and it's it's a good time. The rewatch has been fun. Um, a show that I was watching that I didn't mention in this other episode that will either come out before or after this is um, a show called Nosferatu. I've only seen the first season, which is available to watch on Hulu um, in the second season. Um, I think it's still on, but it's almost done. And it's this like, I, I guess. So I don't know too much about the original. I know at least I think I know that the original Nosferatu was like this vampire or whatever from like a long time ago because it was black and white. Um, but the show is about, it's, I don't even know. It took me forever to even figure out what they were talking about, but it's like fantastical and it's horror. Um, and it's like, they're, it's not necessarily magic. They call these people that have these abilities um, super creatives or maybe strong creatives. One of the two. And then they have um, these abilities, like um, the main girl is able to use her motorbike to go on this bridge that would take her basically anywhere, um, but she has to have like a specific motivation for needing to get to that place. Um, like she has to be looking for something or usually something, I think someone as well. And um, there's Charlie Minks and he, there's Christmas Land and there's kids that get taken and like transformed and they're like heinous at this point like when I say heinous I mean like they'll eat you um like I, I, I think the kids become vampires I don't really know but it's interesting I do have some uh, again I watch things that make me think hmm how do I feel about this like there's like a couple things in the show that I don't know where I land on that and like the genre of horror is just so specific I don't know like some weird stuff happens in like horror there are some horror themes that I kind of hate and I don't know what to do with them but um maybe I'll talk about themes in like horror tv at a, at a later date and get more into that but it was interesting and I really got sucked into it trying to figure out what was going on so there's that so if you want to follow me as spilling tv you can um at spilling tv s-p-i-l-l-i-n-t-v on instagram and twitter um the website spilling tv.com and then personally you can follow me at tylerpedia t-y-l-e-r-r-p-e-d-i-a-a um on instagram and twitter as well you know if you so choose um this was this was short-ish, uh, not as short as I thought it was going to be, but I still don't really know how to end these things, but you should, um, make, make some choices, watch some good TV, and please wear a mask.